Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kenzfm. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. Well, when you hear that sound, you know what that means. It must be Monday night, Attitude Era Live. Monday on Attitude Era, I'm sorry, on 89.1 Ken's FM. I'm already tongue-tied. And with us, as always, is Granny Hulkster. Hello, Granny. How are you? I'm doing well, Icon. Ready for another great show on Ken's 89.1 FM tonight. So... And how is the modern nightmare, Matthias? Well, after a very uh, weird work week, a very long and stressful work week, but a very eventful weekend, I am here live again on 89.1 Ken's FM with just a little soreness on my body and uh, ready to have another great show. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the event that you were involved in on Sunday as as well as uh, something that would – bring a smile to Granny's face because I understand that our friend, well, not our friend, but um, an acquaintance of the show, Sylvester J. Fox, got attacked by a local mascot, and you were there for that. Can you tell us exactly what happened? Well, as you guys know, um, me and Sylvester J. Fox, we we can see eye to eye when it comes to a wrestling show, but uh, I was actually gearing up for my match when that happened, but I remember it was during the Hawkeye segment uh, during intermission or uh, right after intermission, something like that, maybe before. Either way, it was during the intermission status, and I believe Hawkeye came out to get the crowd going to do some work and whatnot, and then Sylvester J. Fox decided to come in and talk about the upcoming main event or something like that, and then he tried to swing on Hawkeye where Hawkeye dodged it and grabbed the can- or grabbed the club and was uh, fixing to swing on Sylvester J. Fox, but I don't think he did. I just remember Sylvester J. Fox coming downstairs to the locker room, not in a good mood, so I'm pretty sure he got uh, embarrassed up by Mr. Hawkeye. (laughs) Well, uh, Granny, I guess that means that uh, when we can get you ringside at an event that uh, Matthias is wrestling at and uh, Sylvester J. Fox is coming down to the ring, we'll have you with cane in hand, and we can uh, have you swing away. Well, whatever needs to be done, Nikon. Oh, Matthias, before I forget, I was at a wrestling show Saturday night right here in good old Springdale, Arkansas, and I believe this guy was from... Mm, I think he was from Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he was from the Texas area. His name was Matthias, but he didn't spell it the same way you spell your name. I said, you know, I I do a podcast with a guy on Monday night by the name of Matthias, but I said, I know he spells his name different than you spell yours. I'll have to send you the picture because I took a picture of 
his shirt or something at his merchandising table that he had, and he spells yeah. it a lot different than what you spell yours. But he says, and he says, well, where's this guy located at? I said, North Dakota. He says, hmm. And, but he's a heel wrestler too. I don't know if he ever wrestled babyface, but he was a heel wrestler that night in the tag team match that he was in. So I don't know if he is if he always wrestles heel or if he ever wrestles babyface. But he says. I may have to challenge this guy that they call Matthias and see who the better Matthias is. <laughs> and I said, well, you know I, what? Said, I... I, can, I can relay that message to him Monday night. And he says, please do. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, it's on then. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad you actually got to uh, see him because now it'll be Matthias versus Matthias. I'm down for that. I'll have to. 100%. I'll have to find out. I'll have to find out because I told the guy. I said, "Well, send me a friend request so I can find out who you are." <laughs> you know, and um, he so he hasn't sent me the friend request yet, but I'm sure he will. But I'll have to find out who this guy was. But. Uh, but anyways, he's yeah. But he went by Matthias too, and I thought, oh, how interesting. <laughs> well, if he if you want to match in Texas, Arkansas, wherever, I'm down to come down to him, or he can come up here to North Dakota as long as he brings okay. Granny Holkster with. And okay. uh, speaking well, of know. speaking of that, we may have a little bit of a gimmick infringement here. Maybe we can have a wrestle for your the use of the name match or something. <laughs> you know, like uh, well, he he he, uh, he does spell. He does spell his name a lot different than um, our Matthias does. So, you know, well, I do I mean, know that we could, we could do this. Matthias we, on a pole match. No, no, we could do this. <laughs> Since you and uh, the other icon don't get along too well, and now me and this other new Matthias don't get along too well, how about we have Matthias and icon versus Matthias and icon? Me oh, and wow. the, other, the other icon versus the Matthias and you. I'm down oh, wow. for that. Let's, That's interesting. Or, yeah, tag team match, or we can do Matthias with icon versus Matthias with icon. Well, That's you know, if I were if I were to enter the ring, I have never been beaten in the ring, so you know, Matthias, you and I would become out victorious. Even though that Granny does not like the heels, namely you, and she likes me, namely me, it would be interesting to see that uh, she would uh, cheer for us just this one time. She would cheer for a heel just one time to see Matthias get his name back or something like that. Let's book it. Well, yeah, we should work that out. Uh, so get let's let's uh, let's put the feelers out. Let's get them down here to North Dakota. We'll talk to our local promotions. I guarantee it'll be a barn burner, and uh, we we would if we can get this going. We'll let everybody know when the match is, where it is, how much the tickets are, how to get tickets, and it'll be. We'll make sure it's a sellout because we know that everybody would be there to see you, I, and Granny Hulkster. And of course, Granny, when you're here, we'll uh, get you a room at one of our sponsors, which would be the Wood Spring Suites. We'll get you a good uh, room rate deal, and you can spend a little time with uh, your little buddy that's been waiting to see you for a long time. I know. Okay, Matthias, he spells his name M-A-T-H-A-Y-U-S. Hmm. 
Matthias. Okay. okay. He, but he, he, per, but he pronounces it. He he pronounces it Matthias like you pronounce yours, but he that's how he spells it. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, get him in contact with me. Send him my information, and we will uh, we will set ourselves up a match here uh, later on down the road. Because I go to Wisconsin in the middle of June, so I'm more than happy to come all the way down to Texas or Arkansas. Or if he wants to come up to North Dakota, let's make something happen. Let's do this. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I I just sent the picture icon. Uh, so you can see the picture, and maybe you know Matthias can see it too. So, but okay. I just sent the I picture will, uh... of the shirt. Uh, you know, so he's got some other names underneath of Matthias that are like crossed up, and I forget what he told me those name those other names meant because I didn't get to talk to him that long because it was like intermission and stuff. But um, so I just yeah. thought that was kind of interesting. All right. Yeah. Let's make this happen. I'm 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 hundred percent down. Let's yeah, I'll, it on. I'll show you that during the commercial break. Apparently this guy couldn't figure out what name he wanted to go to until until he settled <laughs> on yours. So we're waiting for our first guest. We'll be calling in here shortly. Our, I mean you can't blame him, right? It's it's Matthias is the best professional wrestler out there, the North Dakota number one heel, so he just has to copy me and he has to try to get my fame, but he'll never do it. Right, and I'll go I'm gonna give a little rundown of our, our guest tonight. We have Mary Foley. She's an author. We have uh, uh, jo- uh, Joey Dunham Parent. She's a uh, writer slash actress slash everything that you can think of in Hollywood. And we have Chief Jay Eagle with us. And it's going to be a good night, and we are going to have a lot of fun. And I believe our first guest is waiting in the wings, I do believe. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick timeout, uh, get a message from one of our sponsors, And we will return after these messages. Give us about 30 seconds. Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange. It's an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Streets of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. And we want to thank Scott Helmers for doing that spot for us. And, of course, Woodspring Suites is the most happening hotel to stay at when you're at Fargo, North Dakota. I recommend booking a room and getting a good one because it's the best hotel. It's one of the cooler hotels here in Fargo. So without further ado, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, one of the coolest authors to ever grace the airways of Attitude Air Live. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and the only. She is Mary Foley. Hey, this is Mary Foley, and you're listening to Attitude Air Monday Live on Monday. At 89.1 Cadence FM, and with your host, the icon, the big swing, granny hustler, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you? Well, hey, Mary. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. All right. And uh, here's what we're going to do. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a question, a couple questions, and we'll do a roundtable. Then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. So go ahead and give us a little background about yourself. A little background. Okay. Um I actually, I used to be on Ghost um, Hunters, 
So that's a little background. I'm actually, see, I, um, I used to model for L'Oreal. Um, grew up in a Catholic strict household, and now I'm talking about the universe in my book. So <laughs> I don't know where to start. You can tell me anything. What would you like to know? Well, that uh, that that's that's a that is a pretty good start. So you have a you have a book that you're writing or a book that's coming out. Yes, yes, and this is very important to me. Um, throughout my life, you know, I grew up, um, and I don't mean to intend to anybody, but this is just my book is very spiritual. It's about the universe, about manifestation, um, and about energy. And these are a lot of them. It's my personal manifestations. Um, and I've been doing this, I've always thought I was different, you know, always was open to something, and I didn't exactly know what it was until, you know, I started writing things down and things started coming true. I um, started with the law of attraction someone gave to me, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is something that I'm very open to, and it makes a lot of sense. So fast forwarding, I wrote down exactly what I wanted. I wanted a million-dollar stock ticket. I wanted to win it. I put it on the store. I put down the number that I was actually going to win it at. And it happened within 60 days. I saw the number 27 in my head, and that was the winning number. And it, from there, it's, I, I've been sitting where I'll invite things in. I have dreams that come true. But the main thing over all my little things that I've done, maybe, or big things, whatever anybody sees that, it's, I want to help people in my book because, People really need, people are bred to believe certain things in life. And it's sad when people don't think there's any other, there's no hope or there's none of this. My mother had cancer. And before she had cancer, I had a dream that she was sick. And it lasted about two months. So, and, you know, anyone's going to think, oh, that's just because that's your fear. And so that's what I thought. Well, my mom told me she actually had cancer. And, and when that day happened, I was, that was like, it was horrible. And before that, my mother believed and energy and light and positivity, anything is possible. But I saw the light dim from her eyes, and it was it was the most devastating thing. And she had ovarian and Parkinson's. So moving on, um, she got very ill. The doctors gave her three months to live, and I tried everything to make her see, you know, that there's, there's positivity and there's don't give up. And she she goes, you know what? Is there anything about the universe or something that you can you can tell me? And I like oh, I looked it up online and all these quotes and I started sending them to her. And all of a sudden Jim Carrey pops up and I didn't give it much thought because you know also I'm in the entertainment field and I'm like, oh wait a minute, oh my god he's in, he's talking in the language that I understand. A lot of people think oh, he might be crazy, well but I'm crazy too because I understand him completely and the heat. I'll tell you, my mom every day said to me, send me more. It has to be from Terry. And she would read and she would listen to his interviews. And before I know it, she's eating. She's standing up. She's telling me that life is great. She's lowering her blood, I mean, her cancer cells. My brother, who was a scientist, was dumbfounded. The doctors weren't even, I mean, she was ready to die. Um, she lived an extra about three years. And she, before she passed away, she said to me, Mary, I want you to write a book because this is a life story for others to I need help and positivity in life. And you need to thank Jim Carrey for me because if you do not introduce me or the universe did not introduce me to Jim Carrey's quotes and what his inspiration is that we understand since we've been through it so much, I would not be here today. So that 
what I'm doing. So now, have you had a chance to uh, meet Jim Carrey, or have you talked to Jim Carrey, or has he heard about your book? Um, that I do not know if he knows exactly about my book. I do have friends in the entertainment field that um, that's our mission for him to hopefully, you know, he's very humble. So I would really think that he would be very interested, especially talking to somebody that would really understand him because. You know, it's, I've never, I wish he, sometimes I wish he lived right down the road. You know, it's just, I don't care if he lives and works at Dunkin' Donuts. It's his mind, and he saved my mom through his inspiration. And I understand it completely because it's the truth. You know, you can absolutely change your mind with one thought of positivity. You can have a million negative thoughts, but that positive thought that you're thinking will change so much in your life. And you can be anything you want if you really believe it. But everybody's taught not to believe it. They believe to be this way, you know, or you're going to die or you're going to burn in hell or you're going to do something like, no, it's control. A lot of people don't think outside the box. And I liked how Gandhi said God has no religion. And, you know, and one thing you can ask and you shall receive, let me tell you how true that is, you know, and, and being around the paranormal world too, I've, Obviously, I believe in many different parallel universes. Um, so much that I've seen that I can't explain. And I probably never will, but I accept it, you know. And I know there's a lot of people out there listening or whatever that understand what I'm saying. Um, and that right now is my mission, I think, for the universe. And, of course, asking. You know, I have a lot of opportunities coming up and wonderful people and such great support. And if Tom Sizemore is listening or Daniel Baldwin, and I would say, you know, gratitude to everybody that's been so supportive of me. Um, and it's, it's that. It's being humble. It's not having your ego and showing gratitude. It's just amazing what you can get out of life. Uh, Mary Poole is our guest here on 89.1 Kins FM. we got about uh, 27 minutes with Mary. Now, uh Forgive me for this comparison, Mary, but if for those of you who have never seen her, uh, just so you can picture what she looks like, she's got Catherine Bach's face, she's got Angelina Jolie's lips, and she's got Paige's hair. So uh, she's got everything. She's she's got the look to be a great author. It's just too you know uh, when they when they they put her picture in the back of the book, people are going to want to read it just because of her look, and. I've been talking to her. Maybe she's going. Maybe she'll let me write a forward for her book, so uh, we can uh, push her to that uh, New York Times bestseller. And speaking of bestsellers, uh, Granny, uh, we have uh, we have our guest here, and uh, from what uh, she's talking about and what uh, you've been kind of going through lately, what do you have for our guest, Mary Foley? Go ahead. Well, I am Granny Holkster, and welcome to the show. We're glad to have Hi, you on. Um, you. you know, you mentioned, you know, you used to be on Ghost Hunters. My son loves to watch Ghost Hunters. I mean, I have a 35-year-old son, and he Ghost Hunters was like his, one of his favorite programs. He loves to watch that stuff. Oh, no, so. that's, that's great. That's great. I used to watch it, too, actually, for years. <laughs> and then I ended up meeting um, a couple of them that just got off of Ghost um, Ghost Hunters, the same team, but we ended mm-hmm. up doing Ghosts Are Near and a couple other shows, and they're still doing wonderful. So um, I never got to meet Jason or Grant, but the demonologists 
Carl Johnson and Dino. We all did it. It was it was great. We also had Haunted Rhode Island and um, The Conjuring and. I mean, it's, it's it's meeting Lorraine Warren also is there. I don't know if anyone knows who she is, but um, and <coughs> Lorraine Warren, very pop, very famous paranormal investigator. Wow, um, that's awesome. That's she awesome. She was one wonderful soul. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 son, he um, he, well, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at like 11 years old, and we just recently found out, like last year that he has met the criteria for autism spectrum disorder so we we've actually found a place in arkansas um where i mean currently he lives in his own apartment but he has problems taking care of himself so eventually he's going to have to go live like in a group home somewhere you know and everything and so we're working on that right now, but he, yeah, he was a big, he's a big Ghost Hunters fan. So um, we're we're really glad you're on the, we're really glad you're on the show with us tonight. Oh, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it, and I show you guys gratitude, you know, and that's very important to me. So thank you, and you know, I really do want people to never give up hope with anything that ever happens in their life because, you know, I used to say that I wouldn't be around when my mother passed, but I feel her every day, you know, and I've, I've heard her voice around my friends. I've And mm-hmm. people, you know, like when people at first, you know, you watch a lot of ghost hunting and I hate that kind of, uh, that kind of word to me is kind of a little bit indifferent because we really don't hunt the ghost, <laughs> you know, what we were, you know, we're trying to connect, but yet energy is everywhere, you know. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's one thing about ghost hunters when they would talk about people, you know, being in the house because they died. No, you know, they can go, energy can go anywhere. We'll follow their loved ones. We'll go anywhere they want to go, you know. Yeah. But there's always a uh, residual, like maybe there's something there that has been there beforehand, you know. And that's yeah. also what I'm, I try to get at. And I'm very open. I'm not afraid of, you know, what's negative or what's positive. Like, who's to say? But as long as you you know, I love to feel, and I love to get evidence, and I love to question everything. <clears throat> so, well, that's why never... we're trying to get him. That's why we're trying to get him the help now, while my husband and I are still here. You know, before yes. something happens to us, because if he were to try to do everything on his on his own, like pay his own bills and try to cook his own meals, I mean, he's not the best at preparing meals. I mean, his way of cooking is a microwave or opening up a can of spaghetti or something. That's a and, <laughs> and and he's and but he but he he's afraid in the back of his mind that if he were to try to do everything himself without having any help or support from anybody, he's afraid yeah. that he's going to become homeless and you know, pass at an early age, and he, um, you know, so that's why we're trying to get him in a place where, and those, what I love about this place we're checking into is they accept for you, for who you are. I mean, they don't try to, you know, force anything on you. I mean, they, they, they just accept you for the way you are, and, you know, and, and he was always bullied when he was in school and, and everything like that, and so he's always, all he's ever wanted out of life was just to be accepted by people, you know. And 
for the most part, you know, because, I mean, we're all wrestling fans and everything, and I have a lot of my wrestling family that I'm not related to, but they all they all make sure that he matters when we go to shows. I mean, they always treat him like he's top dog, you know. So okay, now he, they always make he him feel really special. Yeah, so I, well, yeah, cause, yeah. He's got the attention deficit disorder. He's got a learning disability. I, got, I, I mean, he, he he's yeah. like he's like a he's like a kid in an in an adult body. I mean, he he I doesn't know, no, think. Yep. He doesn't now, think I, like a thirty-five-year-old would think sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Now, have you ever now that, like what you explained to me about what he he's told you or what you know what he thinks. Now, changing that frame right there would be so wonderful to see him and knowing that there's so many people that would care. If I was over there, I would I would give him a big hug, you know, because it, there is goodness in humanity. And I think that a lot more people, when they see that there's hope, things change, you know, and yeah. never, I, I don't know, I try to, I am, you know, I love, you know, I'm out there networking or whatever I may do, but I'm just like I walk through nature every day, you know. I've I've grown up and I've I've been called the like, you know, pun intended, with like the black sheep of the family because I thought I didn't follow everybody. I was different. I was a little, you know, introverted. <clears throat> I have ADD. You know, I've suffered from depression. But then I, after being introduced to, you know, being so spiritual as I am now. Um, at a different angle. When I used to be so scared because I went to Catholic school, I was going to go to hell, I was going to do this, I've made so many things, why, I, why am I here? I mean, I've, I had a nervous breakdown. I mean, but this whole way of thinking and seeing what can actually happen has changed my life. Like, and I just want you to be able to, I hope this, hope this light, I'm going to really, what is your son's name? His name's Anthony Watkins is his name, so oh, Anthony Watkins. I just gonna I hope I just I wanna send him some light and love because he's a wonderful person, you know, and even though society and humanity can be so awful, there are wonderful people still out there like people who who I'm speaking to, you know. And that's what yep. matters is those three people. I don't care if there's four right there, you know. Well, you're absolutely amazing, so thank you so much. You are amazing. Never give up, but you'll never give up on him, and he knows that. And don't have him worry. You're here right now. And even, I hate to say this, but even when we're all gone, we're never, ever going to leave. We're always going to wait, you know. It's it's just the connection between everything in this world. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It really is a lot of it. So thank you for sharing. And I. Oh, you're you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Mary Foley is our guest here on 89.1 Kins FM. we got about uh, 19 minutes with uh, Ms. Foley. Now, uh, Matthias, uh, uh, Mary, uh, Matthias is a local wrestler, and uh, he's a darn good wrestler, too, because he's won a few championships. But uh, what do you have for our guest, uh, Mary Foley, there, uh, Matthias? Well, I just want to welcome you onto the show. It's uh, it's always nice to have somebody new to talk to about um, many different uh, aspects of the world or whatever uh, have you. So I guess uh, one of my main questions was you said you're on Ghost Hunters and stuff like that, and you've also modeled and stuff like that. What would you say, in your opinion, would be one of the more favorite things you've gotten to do throughout your life, whether it be modeling or ghost hunting or whatever? 
like as Icon said, uh, I've been a pro wrestler for a decade now. I've been in the business for over a decade, going into five, six years wrestling, and I've gotten to do things that I never thought I'd been able to experience in life. I've got to go places, meet a ton of new people, make a lot of good friends and acquaintances that are helping me out through my, throughout my career. So what would you say would be one of the more interesting things you got to do throughout your life, whether, uh, whether career or otherwise? And you can't say this show because you're already on it. First off, I want to say that's great what you do. I think that you obviously enjoy it, and you know, and then that, that's wonderful because you're so great at what you do. Um, me, you know, a lot of times growing up, the way I did in my just Irish household, um, I would go and get away and loved like anything not to feel anything, horror movies, you know, um, the paranormal things that just are not the norm, um, and I think that was more when I started noticing things are not black and white and seeing things that people, a lot of people will still shrug their shoulders, but if they just saw and felt what I'd see, they would just be like, oh my God, um, there's so much in this world. So I would say that would be it because I'm more of a philosopher type um, and that goes with the spiritual you know, realm and all that stuff. So yeah, that's exciting, but I'm also very, you know, I, I liked when I did L'Oreal, but girls, Timmy Caddy, and I'm not Caddy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't have an ego. I think if I, that's one thing I do not want, and that's something I don't want to have. So I, you know, that that comes into play. And I went to four years of acting school, and when me and a couple of people that were, well, my friends that were on Ghost Hunters, and we split up and we started doing um, our own show, it, well, Ghost on the Air. Uh, there's this called Johnson, and he's, he's wonderful. Um, and his brother, they do a few of the shows, and and I loved I loved doing it. It was fun, you know, and I loved exploring by myself with my friends and and getting evidence and submitting it, and it it gave you like it was just so much fun. But if I had to choose anything, I anything in my life right now would just be paying attention to my my book, and that also does involve spirit my spiritual um, things I've seen and things that I've believed in with the energy and Jim Carrey, the attraction towards him with my mom, you know, the energy and wondering every puzzle that comes together is meant to happen. So I, I, mm-hmm. I really, really, really want to speak um, to Jim about the book. and I really want him to read it. I think it would mean, it mean the, the most to my mother and that's what's important, family. Exactly. Uh, Mary Foley is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got 15 minutes here with uh, Mary Foley. With your book, The Universe, when is, do you know when it's due out uh, and uh, when uh, our fans might be able to get a copy? Um, I'll tell you this right now is that I'm planning on being finished by the first week of July. That's my deadline for myself. And then um, I will know more with my being with the publicist and so on. Uh, everything right now with my, I just got a new representation today. I have gotten so many things different today. So I will definitely have to keep you posted um, for your fans. And I mean, for, you know, for everybody, because this is very important to me, but I would like to say, you know, it's going to be out in July. And I would say it definitely would be, will be out by August, I would say. And I would uh, love to write a forward for your book because from yeah. what uh, we, we, we've talked about, because of our 
the friendship that you and I have, it's mm-hmm. it's a unique friendship. And yes. And people think, well, you know, Icon's just saying that or whatever, but it, it's not true. You and I are good friends, and uh, we do appreciate you being on with us and taking time out of your schedule to join us because you're awesome. We're not ready to go yet because we still got 14 minutes. But you know, one, I'm kind of curious. I, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about the book, but I'm just kind of curious about. You know, you mentioned that uh, you were a model for L'Oreal. What What was that like? Did they uh, were you in a lot of magazines when you're modeling for them, or? Did they just feature so, your lips and lipstick and your eyes and eyeshadow and <laughs> mascara? You know how, how, tell me about that. Um, <laughs> hey, so I actually went to a wedding, and it was at um, Sheridan with my mother, and I was, I was about 19, and I had long dyed blonde hair, whatever, and I was walking in the side of the guy goes, come here, you know, and I'm thinking, this is this great, but no, it was actually pretty cool. And he pointed in the room, and it was probably about 250 you know, model-like girls. And I'm like, you know, what can I help you with? And he says, I only can pick four to travel to Canada and, um, you know, go through Artex and L'Oreal, which is two different companies, but he worked with both. So I was like, oh, that would be wonderful. I thought that would be cool, you know. So I started walking the runway and doing shows, and it, it was a lot of fun until the girls, you know, they were a little very stuck up, and um, that wasn't for me. So I ended up um, going, did four years of acting school, and um, I was going to be just ready to go off and do my thing because I feel like I'm a, I'm a natural at acting. It's everything to me. And um, my mom got sick, so it changed everything. But I want to do what she told me to do and manifest my my goals, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Mary Poles our guest here on eighty nine point one, on eighty nine point one uh, against uh, FM, with about uh, twelve minutes left here. So you know, let me tell you, uh, let me t- tell our listeners a little bit uh, more about Mary Poles. She is a very uplifting individual, and uh, on her Facebook page today, she wrote a tagline: "May love and light fill everyone's heart today," and. That's words that everybody can live by because we all have we all have love in our heart and some have um, some have uh, more difficulty showing it than other people do. But one thing about your book is it's is you it's going to be used to uplift people and make them feel good about themselves. Correct? Yes, and to give them an, another whole source of avenue of thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and when you and uh, you you've been how long have you been writing your book? When did you start? And uh, you 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 said you wanted to finish around the first of July. When did you start? Yes, about six months ago. And uh, you you yeah. and you start. you write in you write in it a little bit uh, every day uh, as more information comes to you. Yes. Yes, I had a, I was definitely, I had a block, and it just went, and I just started writing, like, just came, you know, and, and everything's just flowing through. So everything's good, and I just can't wait to finish it because I'm very excited. Um, there's a lot of detail, you know, and I, every, there's so many books about, I mean, about law of attraction or just the secret and the universe, and I don't want to be, just, I'm part of that. Of course, I'm part of that. 
but I wanted to share my personal, you know, just feeling like everybody else can feel like me. And because I'm just like everybody else. But what I did to change my life when I had no hope, when I had the depression, or I had a family with the, you know, just like everyone else might have problems. Anybody can change their life. And I want to talk about that. And that's all in my book and about how we're bred to believe things in our lives and nobody questions. And so you just go with the followed. And there's so much good in this world that nobody sees. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm there to help people that have no more help, no more thoughts of any gratitude or anything about life. They just want to give up. I want to share things with people that inspire them. And I know Jim Carrey is a big inspiration, too. And uh, you do have plans on writing more than one book, correct? Of course. Yes. And uh, will, will it be a continuation of this book, or will it be uh, a different subject matter, or will it be uh, – well, I, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is, will, will it be a different subject matter that connects to this, or will it be a sequel of this to go into more detail? What is the plan for that, and uh, will it be like the universe, too, or – we're still here in the universe, something like that? Well, everything to me is, I mean, I'm living, for the, I'm such a philosopher right now, but I am i don't know what my next, I know I have a few ideas, so I don't want to say it, but the universe will definitely let me know, and I'll let you guys know as soon as I have it out, for sure. But I'm very excited, and this is just the beginning. And we will definitely have you back on with us again, because I would love- we want to help we want to help boost those sales for you. And uh, for our regular fans that listen, you know that uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like that, you go to 89.1 Kent's FM page, like that, do a $10 a month donation to Power the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, current guest, or a future guest. And uh, I'm sure that Mary would be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways that we can uh, pass on to our fans. Absolutely, signed. Sign pictures, you got it, or autographs anyway. Yep, you got it. The other thing I was curious, and uh, I, I know that we're here to talk about your book, but when uh, you were uh, a model for L'Oreal, did the, did you get like uh, like a thousand dollars in free makeup every month, or? Uh, oh yeah, they all like, any... it was like ten people on you, twenty four seven. So it's all it was. It, you got free stuff, but I mean. You never did it yourself, you know. It was always people prying at you. So, I mean, it, it was it was cool. They, I mean, they chopped my hair up and dyed it black, and um, it, it was that's why I still have black hair today, you know. But I really I enjoyed I enjoyed the people like the. I wish I remembered his name. Oh, that's so bad. But you know, one of the guys that the guy that picked me, and he was also working for Artex, which is also like finesse. Um, and they have big names, and they're all in the magazines. Um, I also did pin-up work. I just wanted to say rockabilly uh, for a while. So that was a lot of fun, too. That's really cool. Well, i I like yeah, to learn more about that later on. That's fun. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was the Betty Page uh, girl. <laughs> oh, oh so, so you did some Betty Page stuff then? I'm sorry? So, so you, so you, so you did some Betty Page pinup stuff then. I did, correct. Yes. 
And uh, is, is is there any way that uh, uh, if our fans are listening, could they like just type in your name and type in like pin up, and then they'll like, see like little cartoons and stuff? Probably, they're, probably, <laughs> they're probably seeing me up against that old 1950s car and um, with the black dress and my hair all done up like Betty Page with the vamp um, bangs and everything. Yeah, <laughs> good times. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. You know what? I, I, I'm seeing that picture right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like, a, it's like you're, you're, yeah, you're in like a black dress with, uh, with uh, black nylons and you're standing in front of a green car. Wow. That's that awesome. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so we and so we can do this. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. I, what do you got? I got Instagram and I have well my main my main thing is uh Facebook, which is under Mary Foley. And uh and so, I'm sure that uh, yeah. later on today uh Granny Hulkster will send you a friend's request and uh you can, I already uh, did. I already oh, did. Okay. I can't. <laughs> oh, good. But my real my real name is Lori Burt. Just so you know, Mary. My oh, real name okay. is Lori Burt. Granny, Granny Holster is. Hey, you know what? I I have to tell her my real name on my Facebook page, just so she knows it's me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. You got <laughs> Oh, shut up, Raiders! I don't like the Raiders, by the way, Mary. I, I am not a Raiders fan, okay? So he does that to me every time. Uh, unfortunately, we only got about uh, four minutes here left with uh, okay, yeah, with yeah. Mary. But uh, if uh, we we would like, I say, we would like to have you on again. So when you're about to to finish your book and uh, release your book, uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Uh, you know, I'm not bragging here, but I do have guest book from now until the end of 2023 for our show, but uh, I, when, when your book is ready to come out or when you finish it, we'll have you on for a few minutes anyway uh, to get you uh, to get you on with us, and we would uh, definitely like to uh, do that. And uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got about uh, three minutes here left. Uh, so, Mary, before uh, we sign off with you. Uh, could you give us uh, an inspirational saying for all our listeners to take with them uh, into the future? I, I could, um, and this can be very taken. Um, don't be sad when you step on the scale, because when you step off, you'll be lighter than the air when you pull back the veil. And that is by Jim Carrey, and that can be taken in many ways, but it's so inspirational. That is awesome. And, uh, you know, Mary, like I say, I, I love everything you do, and uh, I promise you that uh, I, uh, you know, I'll stop calling at uh, 2 in the morning. I know that uh, we, uh, I have I have issues with that, and I'll also let you know the next time, whether it's uh, on Zoom or if it's over the phone. I do apologize for that as well. It's okay. You just made me feel bad. You have a bunch of makeup on, my hair done, but, you know, they can hear my voice. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I'll tell you what, Mary, Thanks, thank you Mary. very much for uh, being here with us. And uh, like I say, uh, at least you're able to use all your L'Oreal product uh, to be on the show with us tonight, even though we weren't able to see you live, uh, just on the phone. That's right, but it's okay. It was a pleasure. It was my pleasure. 
trust and gratitude to all of you. And thank you very much. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank we you. appreciate you. Love you very much. I Talk to you soon. Thank you. All Bye-bye. Right. All right. Mary Foley, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like our next guest is waiting in the wings. So uh, we will uh, go to them after we hear a message from our sponsor, and we will be back in 30 seconds with our next guest. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring with us right now. She is amazing, and she is the one and only, just like everybody else in the past. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Joey Dunham, parent. Hey, this is Jerry Dunham Parent, and you're listening to Attitude Air on Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, Icon, the big screen, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare Matthias. Hey, Joey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good tonight. How are you? Well, we're uh, we're doing pretty good because uh, you're on here with us, and uh, we're going to have fun here. We got uh, uh, Miss Parent, and we have uh, 30 minutes with uh, our guest. Uh, so here's what we'll do here, Joey. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable. Then I'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Tougher questions. Can't wait. Um, well, uh, as far as a little bit about me. Um, I am a retired actor and model. I started acting around 2003, and um, I'm a Maxim model. I've, I've done a lot of uh, horror genre model, modeling barely rotten girls, um, horror movies, stuff in that area. It, it started with, like, more glamour. Uh, modeling, and then it just escalated with more of like the horror theme uh, genre, and, and that's what I'm really interested in. I started getting into uh, F, uh, FX makeup work and um, stuff like that. I'm, I'm really interested in the artistic side. I started model coaching as well uh, in my free time, and then I'm a mom, so that became the older she got, the more I got involved with her and the less I started modeling. So I haven't really had a whole lot of time lately. And now because of my age, well, I know you're never supposed to be too old to to not do what you love, but I'm getting too tired. <laughs> she keeps me on my toes. So well, you know, uh, really you know, Joey, you, you are awesome, and we're going we're gonna to talk about all uh, – all the uh, stuff that you do with uh, modeling and uh, makeup and all that other good stuff. But uh, before before we uh, get into all that, uh, you've been in uh, uh, you you've uh, 
Well, first off, I know you got a birthday coming up in another month, so uh, happy early birthday to you. I and, do. Uh, Thank you very much. And uh, you, uh, you've been in a few uh, different uh, cool movies. Uh, you've been in Free Spirit, uh, River Ridge, and um, um, is it uh, Immurement? Is that what it's called? Immurement. Immurement, yes. Immurement. And uh, of all those uh, productions that you were in, what was your favorite one to do? Honestly, I I really enjoyed all of them, but um, I would have to say River Ridge was my favorite of my indie films because I was I had producer credits on that, and I did a lot of the work. We did a, it was such a low budget indie film that we did a lot of it ourselves. And it it was like a family. You spend so much time working with these people day in and day out. And you, you don't see your real family as much. They become your family. And it, it, you're all working together for a common goal. And when the, when the project is finished, it, it's, it sounds corny as I don't know what, but it's, it's like you've given birth, artistically speaking. But- that is and, awesome. And yeah. go ahead. But I've done a few other films as as well. I've worked on the the Courier with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Video Girl with Megan Good and Rekill, which was a zombie film. I've, I've done a few other things. They just I just did a lot of uh, background work. I wasn't in the front line. And uh, the tagline for River Ridge is, a group of slacker friends are enjoying their way through life and their romantic tumbles, all within the confines of their hometown, River Ridge. How was that? That was wonderful. That was absolutely wonderful. And uh, yeah. uh, Joey Dunham Parent is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got uh, 26 minutes. Uh, now, uh, Granny... Uh, we have another actress here, and she's a great actress. Uh, what do you have for our guest, Miss Parent? Go ahead. Well, thank you for being on our show tonight. It's a pleasure to have you on. What has thank been you. one of your most favorite movies that you were a part of, or, or role that you played? I mean, what was your one of your most favorite ones? Um, one of the my most favorite roles that I played, I would have to say that would be Maddie in River Ridge, because, like I said, we were a bunch of slackers, and it was kind of, sort of, it had very Kevin Smith vibes. And um, it was a love story. And at the end, it, it just it had a very happy ending, and, you know, the guy gets the girl and everything. It was just, it was wonderful. And it was really fun to do. I bet that I didn't have to follow the script verbatim. I got to, I had the opportunity to just ad-lib a bunch and bring a little bit of myself to the character, which was great. 
That's awesome. Uh, Joey Penn's awesome. our guest here. And, and uh, now, uh, Joey, I want to introduce you to uh, Matthias. Uh, and uh, Matthias, don't go too deep in the weeds like you have in the past, but uh, she is a screen queen, and I know that you like your horror films. So uh, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, welcome on to the show, and happy early birthday from the man from every woman's Thank dream you. and your worst nightmares, uh, Matthias. Um, <laughs> Which is why he's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, so I guess, as Icon had mentioned, I'm a very, very, very big horror fan. Um, and Granny kind of took one of my questions as one of your favorite roles. Um, I guess a question I'd have to say right now would be, uh, if you could work, like, on a specific movie project, like, if you could have done the makeup for a movie from the past, present, or future, uh, which one would you like to have possibly worked on? If I could have worked on a film from the past, it would have definitely been The Exorcist, because that's my all-time favorite horror film. Okay. I would love the opportunity to work in the future on another zombie film. Okay, okay. Um, you, and I would, you, I would what, love. What, go ahead. Sorry I'm sorry. I would love. To, I would love to be the final girl in a, a Texas like. Texas Chainsaw sort of kind of film. Okay, okay, so kind of like a slasher so three type situation. Yeah, three different genres, all different types of things that I would like to do, yeah. That's awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, when you mentioned the uh, zombie film, the one movie I'd say that has some of the best uh, uh, makeup and special effects and stuff would have to be Day of the Dead. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. Oh yeah, I'm very familiar. Yeah, I was gonna say because when uh, when the uh, I can't remember his name right now, the guy gets shot by Bub and then falls near the elevator, and the zombies just tear him apart. And you hear the, that mm-hmm. his last words, where he's just he's like choke on him. It just that was in, that was just incredible. The 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 stuff that they can make for movies like that is just unbelievable. Oh yeah, it it it's only. I feel like they're kind of slacking these days when it when it comes to them now. They're. I'm a huge fan of Greg Nicotero though. Um, he's okay. him and 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 Savini, Tom Savini. Yes, I love their work. One of my favorites, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he's one of the. He's, those two are one of the more iconic ones. He's a great guy, too. I've had the opportunity to meet him. He's a really great guy. Wow, I'm actually really jealous. That's cool. Um, (laughs) Then I guess uh, another question I would say, because now now we're talking about horror movies. Uh, If you could have worked on, or I guess now I'll just say, uh, what's one of your more favorite genres? Like you said, are you more of a slasher fan, or are you more of a paranormal or a zombie type? What would be one of your favorite movies? Uh, that you would say, besides The Exorcist? Like, what's one of your favorite genres? I would have to say paranormal because it gives you that creep factor. You can only do zombies so much. You know it's coming. They're undead. <clears throat> but with the paranormal, it could be anything. It's psychologically, spiritually, it messes with you in the head. 
Okay. And now, um, what was one of your, if you could name any kill from any horror film you've ever seen before, what would be one of your top kills that, like, you remembered from that film? From what film? Any any film. One any of your film. favorite films. But, oh, my favorite top kills from any film. Yep. Um, gosh, that's a toughie. A top kill, I would have to say, hmm, I would have to say Mm -hmm. it would be, you really got to think it now. Yeah, this is a, (laughs) well, I'll give you my example. So I I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Hatchet series. At all? Yeah, um, one of my friends was actually in that movie, Jason Champion. Really? Was he in the original? Yeah. No, I think he was in the remake. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say, uh, my one of my favorite kills from any horror movie. I'm like, I can I could sit here and talk all babble horror films. And be like, oh yeah, none of those scare me. None of them have an impact on me. No, no movie, whatever. Blah blah blah. I never get scared with horror films. I'm easily, I'm not easily scared at all because I take table, I do thumbtacks and barbed wire and stuff in my pro wrestling career, but that's another story for another day. But one of my favorite kills in horror history, just because it just makes me cringe, would be in the original Hatchet film when they first run into Victor Crowley, who's the killer. He runs mm-hmm. onto the, he, there's an elderly couple that go to that walk towards his house to get help. Well, it turns out he pops out of the door. He's freaky. Everybody's running around, or everybody's backing off him except the elderly couple. They're trying to turn around and run. He takes his hatchet. He chops up the old man. Then he runs to the lady and grabs her, and he grabs her by her mouth, and he takes the top half and the bottom half of her jaw and rips it in half. For he just rips her head back, and I could and I see the cheeks tearing. And the sounds of the bones and stuff, it just it just makes me cringe. Every time I see it, it's like it doesn't scare me. It doesn't gross me out. It's just I can feel at that time the hands in my mouth and just see the cheeks ripping. It's just, yeah. Mm, yeah, it's just that's one of my favorite kills, I'd have to say. Well, I don't know if so I'm extreme. sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying it's it's one of my favorites, and it's it's not even like it's not even an extreme kill. It's not an extremely graphic kill. It's not a very it's not even the most inventive kill. It's just it's basic, but it looks painful. Well, and mine, I believe I I wouldn't even know if you would consider this as a kill. It's it's more of a it's a suicide. Okay. But it's it's in the omen. Okay. When, I don't know when if the nanny seen that film. When the nanny jumps out of the window, she says this. And she's got the rope. She's like on the third floor of the mansion, and she just jumps out of the window from the third floor at the kid's birthday party. Oh, and no. And her neck just snaps. I remember that. Are, I remember that movie. Oh, my gosh. And that scarred yep. me. I'm like, holy kid, in, in front of all those kids, holy crap. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. terrible. I mean, it, you see what I mean by psych, psychological? 
Oh, you know, yeah. it's, when, it comes, when it's like when it comes to my kill, it's like it's psychologically it just it sticks with you. It's like that looks super painful, and it's like now the old woman, like you said, had jumped out of the window in front of those kids. It's like that would scar somebody. But she wasn't for, an old. What she wasn't an old no. woman, Matthias. She was a young. She was a young girl. She was the, oh, she was Damien's nanny. She was Damien's mm-hmm. nanny, and he was like three years old, and they were having a birthday party, and she. She, you know, that she dog. hollers at Dame. She hollers at Damien, and there was a Rottweiler, and and uh, and and she just like Damien, and she jumps out, and the mother grabs the little boy and turns his head away, you know. But he he had all the little boy had and already he turns seen. and smiles. Yep, yep. He's got this <sighs> evil smile on his face. Yep. Oh, yeah, that man, whole movie uh... is just. Creepy. Yeah, you'll have to watch it. The original Omen. You'll have yeah. to watch The Omen. If you've never watched I, I, the I, original I, Omen with Gregory Peck, yeah, you need to watch that, Matthias. I could swear I've seen it once before, but but like I said, once before, but maybe not many times. But yeah, that that I'm going to have to definitely rewatch it. Definitely. Well, I'll tell you what, we need to take a quick little time out. We'll be right back uh, after this after this read message. One second, please. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are here with our guest, uh, Joey Parent. Now, Joey, uh, you have done, uh, it looks like you've done a lot of work with uh, Peter Berry. Is that correct? I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yes, P- Peter and I worked uh, together for a couple of, well, a few years on on a, on a few different films. Um, we, the, the last film we did together was River Ridge. And then everybody just, I guess, we had a certain group of people that we normally worked with, and then they started kind of branching off and, you know, so... After that, you know, we we didn't really do any more projects together. I don't, I don't know if he's really done anything since. Is like it I think uh, that River Ridge was his? Well, is it is it that uh, you, uh, you you know you're not available to make uh, his next movie a hit, or or how <laughs> or why is that? <laughs> you suppose. I, I just don't think that he's um, he's been busy. I don't think that he's um, he's come up with another project. I don't think he's done anything. Oh, okay. Now, uh, yeah, it's, what it's, um, what um, what would you say uh, is you know you mentioned that uh, you know you're uh, you know you're uh, you're not you're a full time mom and and uh, you, you know you're you have your daughter and everything, but what uh, is, is there any projects that you're working on now or any projects that you're trying to get into, or is there any projects that you want to do that you're trying to get done? Well, it won't be too much longer before my daughter graduates from college and I've been helping her a lot with, with school and then she'll be moving out of state. So, um, I want to eventually, I'm not saying modeling, but I'd like to eventually get back into the industry. I don't know what part of it. Maybe do a little bit of acting. 
I'm I'm just not sure, but I I do know that I was really really happy when I was doing that. It's, it's very well, is, fun. Well, what if they were to do a uh, like uh, if they were to come to you and they were want to do a remake of The Exorcist? I suppose you'd be uh, all in on that, right? Oh, I'd be oh definitely. There's no way I'd pass that up. Is there is there I'd any other movie it. that uh, is there any other movie that uh, you'd like to like? you'd like to remake and do a, uh, have a project up besides that one? I've always wanted to re... I, I, I'm not real big into remakes, you know, because I'm a purist. I, but, you know, um, I've always been into the whole Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Um, So something along those lines. But as far as an original, you know, like an obscure one that hasn't really been done, um, hasn't been remade yet, I think that they should be pretty much left alone. If I was going to do one, it wouldn't be like a remake of a classic because they're a classic for a reason. Right. Now, I let don't me know, ask that's you unpopular you th- opinion. Well, we have, uh, we have, uh, Joey parents, I guess you were got 11 minutes left. Now, uh, do you, uh, do you feel that remakes are, are like passe now and they're, they're just like way too many? Well, it's it's not that. Um, it's just that they're never as good as the original. They're never as good as the original. Agree. I watched I watched the remake of Firestarter the other day, and I almost got up halfway through it and turned my TV off. Wow. Yeah. Hey, uh, 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 Joe, uh, Joey, we have a uh, we have a, a special. Uh, 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 caller that would like to ask you a question. Uh, Big Swing, what do you have for our guest, Joey Parent? Go ahead. Well, Icon, I, uh, I'm just actually coming into the studio right now. I had the, uh, obviously the Yankee game that I was covering here. So where, where are we at with, uh, with the movie? And what have you guys already asked? Because I'm just catching up right now. Well, we ask a lot of stuff, and you should be listening to one of your uh, show that you're a part of. You should be listening to. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, but I've been uh, running all over the place. You said it's Joey Parent, correct? Yep. Yes. So I did hear a brief thing while I was waiting in the queue uh, regarding, you know, movies and, and different things, and, and you know, the remake of The Exorcist. You know, you would jump all over. Um, is there a particular? And again, if you guys ask this, I, I'm sorry. I've been you know, up to my ears in Yankee coverage, but um, is there a particular genre of movie that really pulls you in? Is there is there a type where when when something comes out, you say, oh, I want to see that just because it's a certain type of movie? Because I know I kind of do. I usually like, if, if it has to do with something that leans, towards the the paranormal like um yeah. and when i yeah. say paranormal i use that in the loosest phrase uh you know possible it, anything to do with like demonic or haunting or something like that it's it 
Um, um, Like, I like the Conjuring movies. I loved those. Yes, well, based on a true story type of thing, Haunting the Connecticut, that type of stuff. But, you know, if if sometimes producers, though, depending on who who does them, can sometimes go a little overboard and make the movie a little corny, too, though. Mm -hmm. So you've really got to watch it. Who's The Conjuring they have done a good job with. I mean, all of them have been pretty solid, but there have been some paranormal-type, haunting-type movies that are, like, like, this isn't really that scary, you know? So, But then there's been some where, like, I can't sleep for a week. So it really depends on what it is. But I, I love those types as well. I'm a big horror movie fan. I wrote uh, a lot of things in college on uh, my, for my journalism major. I wrote reviews of several different horror movies and, and uh, uh, psychological to paranormal-type thrillers. So, uh, yeah, th- those are the types that I I really kind of, you know, gravitate to as well. Well, um, what really got me into it is the first <clears throat> horror-themed book that I read was because the movies, they, they scared me, but they really didn't scare me, scare me, until yeah. I read the Amityville Horror. And then I realized that reading the actual book was way scarier than watching the movie because it built oh, yeah. your perception in your mind and opened your mind up to what, you thought was scary, not what the director or writer of the movie thought was scary. So but when you watched it, you just so much more detail. Like like a book is so much longer, and and they can they can elaborate on exactly. things and really describe things. A movie you've only got you know hour and a half, two hours, maybe two and a half hours is pretty much the I human attention span. Every light so. on. Oh jeez. <laughs> my mom's like, if you don't turn off all those lights. And, yeah, that and, that and really got me. I'm from New York, so I know exactly uh-huh. where that town. I know where that town is, and I know where that house is. And uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's definitely um, the books. Like I'm a huge Stephen King fan, for example, and they've done a pretty good job with the adaptations of Stephen King books into movies. But there there are some that I'm just like, I wish it was the book version more so because right. they could have done so much more with it. So yeah, I, I hear you right. there too. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. get my opinion there on the uh, remakes and the um, OG, when she said that they're they're not as good as the originals, I'm totally gonna have to agree, because as she mentioned on the Fri- or the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, no one is ever 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 gonna come anywhere near close to replacing uh, Freddy Krueger in any way. Thank no, you. Not gonna, nobody is ever gonna beat Robert England. Never on this Thank earth. You. Nobody ever close. I mean, for me, Robert England's always going to be Freddie. To me, one of my favorite Jason actors was Kane Hodder. He's I met him. one of my favorites. Wow. Yeah, so, like, it would be yeah. Jason, uh, Hodder as, as, as Jason. Then we've got um, Robert, Robert England as Freddie. And then Michael, there's always been so many different uh, people uh, that played him. But compared to, like, the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th versus the original, or the 2010 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street versus the original. The remake never even comes close to well, the it's original. Well, funny you mention that, too, though, because I was a huge Halloween fan growing up, and, you know, the original, uh, back in the 70s, they can't really show all the blood and gore that they would show today. That was taboo back then, but um, the original Halloween was, like, when I was a kid, yeah, scared the, the crap out of me. Couldn't sleep, whatever, Michael Myers... What not? 
But then now, you know, as you go through the series, I mean, I think they killed it with like 15 movies or whatever they made, but you go through the series and I look at the Rob Zombie one that came out and I'm like, all right, I liked the fact that it gave us a backstory on him as his childhood growing up. It doesn't really give you that in the original. You're kind of left in the dark, but the rest of it was just a gore fest. And I think the scariest part about Michael Myers, for example, was just him being there, that music in the background, the, the element of he's there, then he's not, then, like, when's he going to show up, and just the, the, the jump scare aspect of it. It wasn't just all the blood and guts. And, you know, he was killing everybody in sight in this movie, and I'm like, that's not what Michael Myers did. He killed things that reminded him of his childhood, neglectful babysitters, teenagers, things that he was doing, triggered things, yeah. And so I just think that to, to further that point on, on, um, on sequels, the adaptation of whoever's directing it, they kind of take a movie and they can actually ruin a legacy if they have a different uh, opinion on how it should go. And, you know, I think yeah. that people who are the purists who love the originals uh, sometimes, you know, get, get a little irritated with, with new directors' adaptations of, of their favorite classics. And that, and that makes total sense, too, because it's always like, if you're a fan of the original, there's not much gore and stuff. Like, you don't have to be gory, bloody, gutsy, anything to make uh, a good a good film. Yes, the oh, gore yeah. and stuff will, will add to it, but like in the original Halloween, like you said, not much blood and guts. Now you, now you come to these new ones that they're making, and it's just gore fest, blood, all this kind of stuff, which is okay. There's not really point. a storyline. It's just him stabbing no, people. And, and, that's how it is. And now, like, yeah. with the new ones that just came out, they're just making him this unbeatable killing machine that just gets stronger and stronger with every kill. Like when, uh, like in the new one, Halloween Kills, they've got a new, they already announced there was a new one coming out uh, the next year, so you knew Michael wasn't going to die, but they always promoted that he was going to die in this film. And then he gets surrounded by a mob of what? 30 people, 35 people from the town, and they just beat the ever-loving crap out of him. And then all of a sudden, nope, kill, 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 and all the people are dead in the mob. It's like they beat him for at least two minutes straight, just nonstop, and all of a sudden he just gets up and just slashes them all down. It's like it doesn't make any sense and, anymore. And the He's thing not... is, I can, I can believe something like that with – you know, a Freddy Krueger, who you mentioned, who is a supernatural entity uh, in his own right, and Jason, who technically is dead and is coming back from the dead and, and is really technically immortal. But Freddy, uh, but, but, but Michael Myers is, at least by what they've told us and they've showed us, is still a human. He's still just a regular dude. He's not dead. He's not immortal. He's not a spiritual being. He's whatever. And a lot of the things he's that happen to Michael Myers... just clinically insane. Yeah, well, well, yeah, but he's insane, sure, but but he's but he's he's not immortal. I can understand where you can't beat Freddy because he's he's a dream being and he's a he's a figure, really a figment of your imagination, uh, you know. And same thing with Jason; he's already dead. You know, the little kid that drowned, he rises from the dead. Whatever, I get it. But this right. is just a dude, like a regular okay, dude. We, we got about you, uh, you know, we, we got about uh, we got about thirty seconds here uh, with oh, uh, uh, Joey. But uh, I'll tell you what, Joey, we do appreciate uh, you taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. You are awesome. And if we haven't scared you too much, we'd love to have you back on with us again at some point. I'd love to be back. Thank you all so much. I really enjoyed myself. Thank you all for having me. Thank you, Joey. You are wonderful. And uh, if you could send us a few autographs for giveaways so we can uh, uh, pass those on to our fans, we sure would appreciate that. I would love to. Thank you all so much. You all have a great night. 
Thank you, Joey. Thank you. All right. Uh, Joey Parent, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our next guest is waiting in the wings, but uh, we need to uh, take a time out to hear from our sponsor, and we will be back after these messages. Give us about 30 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring, ladies and gentlemen, he is the man that will give you the big chop. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Chief J. Eagle. Hey, thank you, buddy. This is J. Eagle up here in uh, the Carolinas. Good to come on here with you. Uh, catch me on Monday night at the Attitude Area, Monday Night Live on any 89.1 Kim's FM, and I think we got the host icon on here, Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern day uh, Thighs. Did I get all that right? Well, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Thank you, uh, Chief, for joining us. So, how are you? Oh, I'm good for old man. I'm still kicking. Well, here's what we're going to do here, uh, Chief. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and I'll ask you some questions. Then we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me and ask you a couple questions. And we have uh, Chief Diego on 89.1 Kens FM. we got 32 minutes. So give us a little background there, uh, Chief. Okay. I started wrestling in 1975, so I think that would make me like 47 years, somewhere right around there. Uh when I got into it, it was a tight business. You you had to know somebody to get into it, and I knew some guys that run a school, and I'd went and talked to them a couple of times. And uh, my dad was in a hunting club with Chief Wahoo McDaniel, so he came to my house one day and invited me to go on the road with him, and I was hooked from that moment on. I would drive Chief Gay, I mean uh, Chief Wahoo McDaniel, and. Sweet Handsome and Rick Rip Hawk and some of them guys to the show. And, uh, you know, growing up, getting out of high school, all my plans was to have me a race car. But once I got hooked on wrestling, I never looked back. So I'm still, I'm 68 now. I still wrestle a couple times a week. Uh, I run shows, American Pro Wrestling, been doing that about 38 years in the Carolinas. We've been just keeping it going. And, uh, had television two or three times, and right now we on YouTube. Got over thousands of matches on YouTube, and uh, I come along in the Mid-Atlantic area, and I wrestled with a lot of those guys when I was young, and you know, never thought I'd still be doing it this long. And uh, with uh, as a wrestler, are you more of a, uh, a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a grappler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, or are you a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? How would you say your wrestling style is? 
No, I, I'm sort of, if you've ever seen any Chief Wahoo McDaniel, which is my hero, when I met him, I knew what I wanted to do. But anyway, I'm a stand-up fighter. Uh, I do do a lot of moves. I'm from old school, so uh, I don't do anything. I mean, in my younger days, you know, I'd even set guys on the turnbuckle and drop them off in, or, or either have them set me up there and drop me off to the floor, but... I think all that's behind me now, but I'm still, I'm more an entertainer now or, uh, than I am a wrestler now. I look at myself that way because, you know, I'm still a wrestler, don't get me wrong, but a lot of that stuff I can't do that I did for years, like flying drop kicks and, you know, and stuff like that. But you can, uh, you can still uh, whoop the butt to the best of them, can you not? Oh, yes, sir. I have to. I wrestle with a lot of young guys. Uh, they, uh, most of them, you know, they intimidated a little because I've been in the business so long and they've watched me growing up. And I'm actually wrestling guys now that I trained their, their dad. So, uh, you know, I've even grandpas. I've seen the whole circle happen through all these years. And, you know, I've noticed, too, if wrestling gets in your blood, it's usually in your whole family's blood. So I've kept it going this long. I changed the name of it a couple of times when I first started out, but then I stuck with American Pro Wrestling, and uh, like I say, about 38 years now for that. I do local uh, shows. Can't... I do the fire, do the, the spring fling here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and you know, just run armories and high schools and uh, got a building we have shows in once a week. So, you know, we keep it going pretty tight down here. Uh, Chief Tagle, I guess you're on 89.1 Kent FM. we got 29 minutes. So let me ask you this. You said you, you, you see a lot of younger guys where you train their dads and their, their granddads. Uh, so uh, when you wrestle some of these younger guys, you ever say, you know, when I tried to train your dad or your grandpa, they never listened to me, so now I'm going to take it out on you? Uh, <laughs> uh, I might tell them that, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I might rough one or two up and run one or two off, but, it's a business to me, and, uh, you know, I it, I I want the guys to love it the way I do. You get guys that come in, they come in for the money, and, uh, you know, I don't see them guys ever going anywhere. But when they come in, they got it in their heart, and they just want to wrestle, and, you know, there's always a place for them somewhere. And uh, were you are, are you more of a heel or a baby face or an in-between, or are you more of a crowd individual? All right, let me tell you what, I'm kind of weird where I live because I'd rather be a heel because at this age I'm a better heel and I'm, you know, I'd rock a crowd. But uh, when you live in a small, well, not really a small town, a medium town, and you uh, call the women, you know, fat women, something like that at the show, just getting cheap heat, you know, then go see them at Walmart. So kind of bite your lip a little bit, but, you know, I'd rather be a hill, but it just don't work with my business. Well, I'll tell you what, this is going to be inter- interesting. Uh, Granny, he said he could be a heel, so what do you have for our guest, Chief Jay Eagle? Go ahead, Granny. Well, hello, Chief Jay Eagle. I am Granny Holster, and I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan, but Granny don't like the heels, so 
But I, I'm sure I, if you were being a heel and I was at one of your wrestling shows, I'm probably, I probably would have a lot of fun talking some smack to you. <laughs> well, you, well, you know that people like that, they don't understand that they make the whole show better. I mean, we have little old ladies. They come in on their walker. They go sit on the front row. You don't know they sitting there, but when the heel comes out and they not saying anything at all, and the heel tells them to shut up. You just have to sit back and laugh at them because they are having the ball of their life. And well, I well, see these well, heels. Well, Chief, it sounds like the, Granny's been at one of your shows then. No, I haven't been at one of his shows, but, you know, oh, because, because, got, the, because the heels, I live, I, Chief J. Eagle, I live in Arkansas. I live in Arkansas, and I go to a lot of wrestling shows in Arkansas and Oklahoma because they always, they're always telling me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? Absolutely. That's what they tell me. That's what they Absolutely. tell me. Yeah, well, so, I mean, I've heard it all. Like I say, uh, uh, well, I remember the last thing I told the crowd is they wanted to know, why we wasn't on TV one night, and I told them the cable company said every time they had me on the camera, some woman left her husband, so the crowd had a fit out of that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I, tell them, I tell them to turn their teeth around backwards and eat their ice out the front door or something like that, and they just oh go my. crazy. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Lord, yeah. You, I mean, you, you know, sound like you'd be a lot like of fun at a wrestling show. I think I, really I don't know. You might have, might have met a match here. I don't know. I don't know, but I think I'd have a lot of fun talking to Chief J. Eagle at a wrestling show. Hey, Granny Holster has never cried. Granny Holster has never cried, okay? Granny and, Holster uh, has we'll never guys, cried. We need to... We need to keep PG well, language you know, here. It makes the fans feel like they're part of the show, so it gets them more interested. You know, they like putting me in my place, and I set myself up for that. Uh, well, there you Chief go. Chief J. Eagles, our guest here on 89.1 Kansas FM. We got uh, 25 minutes and reminder of PG language. Uh, Chief, uh, we have another uh, wrestler here, uh, and his name is Matthias. And uh, he's also a, a wrestler that uh, he's won a few titles, and uh, he's also known as a human pincushion. Matthias, what do you have for our guest, the legend, Chief Jay Eagle? Well, first off, I want to welcome you onto the show. It's always a pleasure talking to a fellow uh, person in the pro wrestling business and the industry and all that. Um, I guess one of my main, or I guess I'll have two questions for you. The first one is. Um, who would you say was one of your more favorite opponents that you got to work with? It could be for any reason. And then uh, what was one of your favorite companies you ever got to work for? Well, I think one of my favorite companies was uh, uh, ICW, which was run by a much old man and his dad and his brother Lanny. And I worked for them off and on for about 10 years while they was running. They was based out of Lexington, Kentucky. But I think one of my favorite opponents, and I met him through Wahoo McDaniel, and he was a big opponent of Wahoo's, was the Hammer Valentine. And like I said earlier, I was always a stand and slug it out with somebody. And I like to work workers like Greg because 
you know, you lay them in there on him, just like Scotty Piper, and he'll look at you and say, oh, you hit like a girl. And, I mean, I love them type guys, and Greg was good at that. And, uh, they'd always tell me I hurt them, but then they were just ribbing me. But the first time I ever, this, this ain't really got nothing to do with uh, what you asked me, but I couldn't help but think about first time I worked Bob Orton Jr., my nose was bleeding. And he told me all during the match, looks good, Chief, looks good, your nose is bleeding. Then I found out after the match that he initiated me when I was a kid, and I didn't even know it. Oh, really? Yeah, um, yeah I was going to say, I've been, go ahead. I come from the days when my early years, there was a lot of blood and wrestling, which we rarely see it. We got a blood law in South Carolina, but. You know, I'm not surprised at nothing I see in wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been in the business for around 10 years now, but I've been wrestling for about five or six going on here. And uh, I am North Dakota's number one heel and the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare. Um, I guess one another one of my questions would be, uh, what would I have to do to come down and uh, to work with you or train with you or be on one of your shows or – Anything like that, because I'm always willing to learn. And as you said, when you have people that come down to work for you or whatever, and they're in for the money, that they're not going to get anywhere. For me, I want to go. I want to advance my career. I want to get put other places. I want to work other people. I mean, granted, the North Dakota and Minnesota area and Wisconsin's nice, but I want to go other places. And if I could ever work for you or under you or anything, it would be uh, an absolute honor. Well, actually, that is what we do. We get guys where I, you know, there are a lot of guys, groups that run once a month or once every month. You, The guys don't really learn nothing that way. When you run every week or a couple of times a week, those guys make good workers because, like I say, they work in regular. They're perfecting their craft. And, uh, I, hey, man, I'm Jay Eagle on Facebook. I'm Chief Jay Eagle, so... uh Give me a holler, send me a message. I'd love to have you because that's what we do. The only thing you'd have to do is get a South Carolina wrestling license through the athletic commission, which ain't nothing but like a high school physical. But, you know, they got to have their 50 bucks. But love to have you. I mean, that's what we do. My door, I got an open door. Just as long as you give me a couple of weeks' notice, I'll have you on the cards. Absolutely. I've, like I said, I'd love to work for you. I'm always, I'm always down to learn uh, from anybody and everybody I can. Now, I've been, uh, I've been the uh, vet to some people, and I've also been the lesser known to a lot of people. And each and every time, like, and, and, I, and as I've told everybody that has asked me why I wrestle, it's like, for me personally, when I go out there, I'm, I'm the number one heel. I get the like, and, it, and this isn't even, this isn't even BSing. I actually get one of the biggest crowd reactions of any superstar at any show, and the only reason is, is because I can I work the crowd consistently. I insult them, and they just despise me, and they don't want me on the card because I did a rumble match uh, just yesterday, actually, and the second before I even got out of the curtain, you could just hear a C and a chant of booze go away, we don't want you, whatever, and then as soon as uh, I was in the match, 
I had this old guy look up at me, and he was, like, about to throw his beer at me or something, and he was running his mouth, and I said, you know what, if you'd use those old wimpy legs to start running instead of your mouth, you'd probably have less bloated beer belly, and the crowd just went absolutely nuts. And then, yeah, it's just, it's, it's always fun being a heel. It's always fun being the bad guy, and it's just every time you go out there, it's like a new shot of heroin. You always got to get, you always got to get your next fix. Yeah, absolutely. I know that. But let me tell you what it gives you a good feel, or it does in the Carolinas. When you're in the ring wrestling and you look at the dressing room and you got the other workers peeping out the door to watch your match, that's what makes you feel good. Because the paying exactly. customers are going to tell you you look good and, and if you're young and got a good physique, I mean, the people love you. But uh, you know you're getting somewhere when you see the other guys watching you match. And I always, and the one thing is after I go through that curtain and I go down to the locker room, I ask for people to either, A, watch my match, or B, if they've seen it, like I'll have them come critique me. And I get different reactions from a lot of different guys. And it's, and it's always just a pleasure getting to just either talk wrestling or try to improve my craft because that's always been my goal. I never thought Good. I'd be a pro, but that's been my dream. My dream is to be a pro. How old are you? I'm uh, 27 years old. Okay, you're still a baby, man. Uh, you got. Yeah. I hope, as long as you stay in good physical condition, and me, I'm not a bodybuilder. I, I would say I got a wrestler's body is what I always said growing up. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you stay in good physical condition, your heart's okay and all that, you can do it. You know, the guys take care of me. I get dropped on my head any, every now and then. I mean, things happen, but uh, I know that going in the ring. And like I say, uh, I get a lot of respect from some of these local young guys, and that helps out a lot. With my mouth exactly. and what I can do and what they can do, we can pull it off good. Well, like I said, I'll shoot you a message, and we will we'll get this thing started. It'd be an honor to work for you, man. Yeah, uh, Chief Jay Eagles our guest here. Send me a couple pictures, too, buddy. Thank you. Go ahead. Will do. All right. Uh, Chief Jay Eagles, our guest here on 89.1 Kins FM. Uh, Now, Big Swing, uh, since you haven't been with us for a while, we'll let you ask the next question. What do you have? Go ahead. Well, it's pretty much the same uh, question that I I go down whenever we we talk to wrestlers, and that is uh, it's not exactly a – sport that everybody wants to do, especially in the South. Uh, You know, football is huge. I know baseball is big, you know, scholastic wrestling, different things. What made you decide that wrestling was what you wanted to do? Did you have any, you know, uh, uh, wrestlers or superstars that you looked up to growing up that you wanted to be like? Or kind of take us down your journey, your path a little bit as to how you became a wrestler and why you chose to. Yeah, well, I wasn't a real big wrestling fan growing up. By the time I got out of high school, I had a, like I say, my dream was to have me a race car down here in the south because I got a lot of relatives that do that. And uh, uh, I don't know. I met Wahoo McDaniel, and uh, I watched the show, and I seen what he could do, and I just couldn't believe this was the same man hanging out with me that I had watched on TV three or four times. And he was always a baby face down here and, and just well known for being a tough guy. And 
his and Johnny Valentine's matches made a believer out of me before I was a worker. So when you could go to a show and a, a heel could look at you and just you felt like he was picking you out, you know that's a good heel right there. Yeah, a heel, uh, a heel's job is to make you hate them. The more, the more that you dislike that character, the better of a job that they are doing. And well, you want you, you want know. to make the fans want to come back and see you get the butt kicked. That's what well, exactly. you basically do. Yes, yes, and like like growing up for me, for example, um, I was you know I'm I'm going to be 34 in August, so I, I grew up right in the heart of the attitude era. Uh, ironically, <laughs> and um, for, for for example, like Triple H, for example, was you hated the dude. You despised this guy. You wanted to see him just get thrashed every week. Now, of course, he was good, and he was a world champion oh, yeah. for, you know, for a lot of my tenure, but I just turned it on every week. I'm like, yo, I want to see somebody beat this dude up. Like, I hate this guy. He's such a jerk, you know, and, uh, and, and you know, it, it, it just makes for interesting storylines when you have somebody that good. So, I hear you there. Um, and uh, what would you say was probably your your favorite match that you've been a part of? Well, uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've wrestled Randy Savage. I've wrestled oh, wow. uh, Greg Valentine. I, uh, I lived with uh, Randy Savage for about two weeks and then wrestled for him for off and on through the years. But uh, it was a spirit. Pez Watley. Uh, my favorite promo in wrestling was Ernie Ladd. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my, I'm part Native American, and uh, my okay. first match, I didn't go with that gimmick, and the gimmick always helped me get a lot of bookings, and so I put a lot of money in the gimmick, and then I got one of my relatives from the Cherokee Reservation to team up with me, and we did Chief Jay and Johnny Eagle. We did that for 10 years on the North Carolina coast on TV and called ourselves the Indians with Attitude. We even picked up a, a Tuscarora Indian and a Lumbee Indian, and so we had our little group right there. So, And that was even before the Four Horsemen. So uh, wow. I see them doing a lot of the group things now on, on AEW and even on WWF. So... A lot of this stuff just goes in circles. It's just getting redone by somebody else. And, you mm-hmm. know, the thing about promoting wrestling, if you, uh, it takes money to make money. But mine has not made me rich, but it's supported itself. And I've kept it going that long. And so it's pretty well known down here in the Carolinas, North and South Carolina. Uh, Chief J. Eagles, our guest here. we got about 12 minutes. We're on 89.1 Kent FM. You know, uh, Chief, there is one story that I want you to either uh, confirm or deny. Um, is it true that one time your mother was in the audience and she jumped in the ring trying to help you out? Is that is that true at all? Yeah, what happened was uh, it was like one of my first two or three matches, and I carried my mom and dad. They were pretty elderly then, and uh, my mama was always a firecracker. She'd she don't care who she embarrasses. she let you know how she feels. But anyway, me and a guy named Donnie Gibber, he was a, like a karate dude. We was wrestling two masked men, the bandits, and they would dress 
just alike, had matching masks and everything. You couldn't tell them apart. And uh, every time we'd get the upper hand as the baby faces, they would switch. And so they just beat the snot out of me and my partner, and they had me down. And just out of the blue, I noticed my mama was in the ring standing over me. I didn't even know she was coming, but she was ringing. And, and, you know, I know this is PG, but I said, Mama, get the hell out of here. And she said, you get the hell out of here. So for years, I had to live hard through my buddies. They'd say, well, I'd like to wrestle Eagle if his mama ain't with him. So I had to live through that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I had heard that story. Now, uh, I want to ask you about uh, Wahoo McDaniel. We uh, actually had a guest on uh, about a month ago that wrote a book about uh, Wahoo McDaniel. When you uh, when he started training you, uh, what what was your initial thought of him? Did you like? Uh, were you like, uh, I, I can really do this, or like, uh, since he's training me, I'll just give it a shot? Uh, Take us through what it was like being with Wahoo. Well, when I seen, when I realized what wrestling was, and it was being physically able to take the beatings and the bumps, I knew I could do that because I had been growed up with a lot of cousins, and we, you know, we just beat snot at each other, rolling in the dirt, fighting, and then get up and we'd love each other. But anyway, I met Wahoo and. Uh, my grandpa had built him a new house, and in his old house, he left a lot of beds. So me and my buddies go in there, and we completely fill up a big room with mattresses. So before I ever got into wrestling, I was taking backdrops and body slams, and we had it down pat. So when I went to the first little old training school and I got in the ring, the guy said, I'm going to put you on the show. And I said, well, I ain't ready. I'm just, you know, first time in the ring. He said, oh, no, I need you Friday night. I said, okay. So, like, the next day, I was riding a motorcycle following a car pulling a boat, and we come up on a narrow bridge, and they just stopped. And I slid up under the boat, so I didn't get to wrestle that Friday. It took me about another month for my uh, road rash healed up, so... That's basically, I rode to the shows with Wahoo, and they needed a guy one night, and they throwed me in there. And I've been doing it ever since. And uh, you also um, you also do a, uh, a thing called January Smackdown. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's a, a local college here. They had an internet place that they come in and said uh, they do something with uh, 30 students every year, something different. And they wanted me to train 30 of them to wrestle and put a show on at the college using these guys mixed in with what real workers I had. And every one of them worked, but two girls. They they managed. They didn't. They backed out on the wrestling. But so then they can't do it every year. They do it every three years. Three times they have brought me thirty guys, and so uh, I train them for six weeks and go to the college and uh, put the show on. And they paid me to train the guys. Then also paid me to put the show on. So it was a real good deal and then they called me to a meeting one night and i didn't really know what it was so the college made me uh 
a doctor of pro wrestling. So I got my diploma and my little thing and all, and I got it hanging on wall at uh, one of my shows. So that and that's uh, I believe that's I believe that's Wolford College, correct? Correct, yes. I might have said Converse, but uh, they next door. It, yeah, yeah, it's Walford. And uh, the interesting thing about Walford is uh, uh, we're up here in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, home of the NDHU Bison, and we've uh, we've uh, uh, matched up against Walford uh, in football twice, and uh, we're oh, actually oh. we're actually two and zero against them. Well, actually, one of the professors. It's from uh, Canada, and I don't know where right off the top of my head, but he's the one that instigated this because he was a big wrestling fan, and as it, was, it was his dream to be part of the show. So that got my feet in the door real good with the college because, like I say, we put the show on free one night, and it packed out to the rafters every time. And uh, you've uh, also had... Uh... You're, if I'm not mistaken, you also had your fair share of injuries, too. You've had, uh, what, a few broken fingers, a broken rib, a broken nose, uh, Achilles tendon, um, and uh, you also, uh, I believe you had, a, you had to repair a herniated disc. Am I uh, uh, pretty close to your, uh, on your medical uh, stuff in the ring? Yeah, uh, I've been, I mean, I've, the worst injury I ever had was... Uh, uh, one of my horses, I was riding him, and we had jumped over a dead tree that was laying there and turned around and go back the other way, and he fell down. And when he got up, I looked, and my foot was headed in the wrong direction. So that took oh, me a no. while. But, uh, but then uh, in 2019, I got a new knee. I was out for eight months. And uh, the Achilles tendon was a bad thing. Wahoo told me it was over. He said, uh Joe Namath quit football because of a broken Achilles tendon, but I think it took me like 10, 10 weeks or no, 10 months, I'm sorry, to come back from that. And that was mainly because I wrestled a show, but after I broke it because I didn't want to miss a date, and I went to it with my foot just dangling. I couldn't work it up and down or anything, and I didn't know what Achilles tendon was. I knew it hurt and my foot hurt, but I didn't. That's what it turned out to be. That was a bad thing. And, uh, I, you know, you mentioned that you own your own gym. Uh, you also have uh, uh, someone that mentioned to me that uh, you have your own roofing company. Is that correct? Well, I did for 40 years. I don't know. I've basically been retired for probably 10 years now. Uh I was going to pass it on my sons, but dang, if they ain't wrestlers, that's Easy Money and Dusty Money is my two sons. Uh, Easy, uh, his name is Jeremy. He don't wrestle anymore. He's done, he's girl crazy. <laughs> but anyway, Dusty <laughs> still wrestles for me. And he does things that I can't do. His mama was an athlete and an acrobat, I meant to say. And so he inherited some of that acrobatic stuff. So, uh, Basically, I uh, always wanted to wrestle until I could team with my sons, and I have done that. Uh, Chief Jay Eagles, our, our guest here, we have about uh, three minutes here on 89.1 Kim's FM. Uh, so we can do this here. Uh, 
Chief, if uh, our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? And I'm on, uh, how you say it, Wikipedia. Wikipedia, yep. Yeah, ever how you say it. All right, and uh, you can uh, find uh, Chief J on uh, Wikipedia, and I know that you're on Facebook as well under uh, J Eagle, correct? Yeah, yeah, and that, actually, uh, uh, I got uh, Jerry Bragg too, is which is my real name, but uh, I mean I've loaded up with Facebooks, and I've got over a thousand matches on YouTube. Is there uh, one particular match that uh, you would want our fans to gravitate to and uh, one that you're mostly proud of that's on YouTube? Well, you know, weird thing about it, some of my favorite I've got on pictures because that come the days before the digital age. So I've got a lot of pictures of me and Muncho Man, but, but I've actually got stuff with me and Greg Valentine on on YouTube, uh, Jimmy Garvin, uh, Nikolai Volkov, uh, God, there's so many. I, I, Brooke Bernard was the first famous wrestler I ever wrestled. And, uh, uh, I don't know. They've been a lot of them. But well, I'll tell you what, you've got. I've uh, worked Ricky Morton a lot. You asked me about my disc. I wrestled Ricky Morton on Sunday, and my wife didn't like me to wrestle on Sunday. But anyway, when I got back to the car, my leg was hurting. It turned out to be a disc in my back. But, uh, you know. Well, you've, uh, yeah, I mean, you've had, you've had a lot of, you've had a lot of uh, success in your career. I mean, you know, starting back in uh, 1977, and you're still going. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of years in the business. And, uh uh, this is one of those businesses that, uh, you know, you want to retire from eventually, but it's hard to say goodbye, isn't it? Yes, sir. I talk about quitting, and i got 30 people saying, don't quit. What am I going to do? But... Well, I'll tell you what, Chief, you are uh, you are awesome, and we do appreciate uh, you taking time out of your schedule uh, to be on with us tonight. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to send us a few autographs for giveaways for our fans because, uh I know our fans would uh, like to add one of those to their collection. If you could do that for us, we would appreciate that. Yes, sir. I'm going to do that. I'm definitely. And you've done a good job, too. And uh, I apologize for pausing between my talking. I've been taking a book and on Facebook while I was talking to you. So. <laughs> no, that's fine. We we appreciate it. We, we love everything you do. And uh, we would definitely love to have you back on again because uh, I know there's more stuff that we want to cover. So. Uh, if we can uh, get you scheduled for another time, uh, I'll be in contact with you, and we'll get you on with us. All right, babe. Sounds good. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks. All right, Chief J. Eagle, ladies and gentlemen, what a great interview that was. You know, uh, we love when we have the uh, legends on here because, uh, you know, they just have so many stories uh, to tell, and it's a great thing. Now, uh, let's uh, go back here uh, to the guy that's always missing in action, uh, Big Swing. Where have you been lately, buddy? Um, well, I've just been, I've been busy. I mean, I've been in the uh, <clears throat> process of a move. I've had 
my work stuff going on. I mean, it's baseball season. <laughs> I've got the Eastern, I've got the Eastern Conference Finals now. I mean, I've got you know, it's a uh, busy time of year again. I mean, you know, I'm more available during football season because it's the only sport going. <laughs> you know, but right now I've got I've got hockey, baseball, basketball. Um, I'm in the pro- like I said, in the process of the move. Got my radio show in the morning, so yeah, I've just been and I have the bar at night, so I've been uh, yeah, I've just been been running all over the place. So, so you haven't been purposely ignoring us then? No, of course not. Of course not. Okay, all right. Well, you know, I'll tell you. Uh, you know, our our show. Uh, you know, and uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, talk about this too much because our fans have already heard it many times, but. Uh, you know, from the way we our show started, Big Swing, to where it is now, uh, neither you or I could never imagine that would get this big, and it's only going to get bigger. We never, ever pictured this. Uh, no. No, we didn't. I mean, I uh, honestly, I pictured it as, you know, uh, a fun thing with, you know, for something to do. Um, obviously, I wanted some fanfare and Dustin and I when we started it wanted some fanfare and we thought oh hey maybe this thing's got a shot to do something but um, we we definitely didn't think it would do what it has done and have uh, some of the names that we've had on here um, I mean I remember it was it was you know the second coming I mean it was hallelujah let the clouds open and the sun rays hit us when we got Buff Bagwell on the first time and that was for us a gigantic thing and don't get me wrong buff's a great interview he's a great guy but with some of the names that we've had now we look back at it and say well yeah of course we've had buff we've had this person we've had this person we've had this person so i but i just remember the excitement at the time uh going out and talking to him and dustin dustin going out there and and meeting scott steiner and him and you know as a representative of our show and when i went out there we met billy gun mankind yeah it was it was awesome, um, but yeah, for 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 the big the biggest thing for me isn't necessarily the listenership. It's not necessarily, you know, how many listens we get because I mean, face it, we're not the Joe Rogan podcast. You know what I mean? We're not getting, you know, millions of listeners every week. Um, or at least I don't think anyway. I haven't checked the numbers in a while. But what we are getting is our name out there in the wrestling community. There are. Uh, wrestlers, commentators, referees, promoters, you name it. Actors, actresses, writers, directors. Well, well, yeah, but, but but mostly focused on the on the wrestling aspect of it that contact us to be on the show. Because somebody right. within, it, their, it, within their company, somebody that they've wrestled against, wrestled with, they've heard about us and they've heard about the interviews and things. So it makes our job a lot easier now. Instead of having to go hunt down some of these people, uh, having them come to us, uh, and, and that's a really good feeling too, because that that not only shows that you know we're uh, we're we're doing the right thing, um, but but it it shows that we're you know we're actually doing it well. Uh, right, and the amazing thing is, we we have guests booked now until the end of 2023 now, which is unheard of for a show. Oh well, yeah. Well, not for some of the big, big shows, but yeah, for for a show that's the size of ours and the budget of ours, uh, yeah, that that is that is very unheard of. Um, I mean, for us to start in three different states, still be in three different states, uh, and be able to 
come together the way that we have and and uh with some of the people that we have and i mean i mean i've been li- i have been listening even if i can't jump on i have been listening uh and you know with with Matthias coming on now and being a huge addition uh giving us that that wrestling view from a wrestler's viewpoint uh has been huge as well uh so you know he's done a great job um and obviously granny gives us the fan aspect uh from somebody who's been at wrestling shows and has been in the crowd and has interacted with these people. She gives us that standpoint. Uh, obviously, Icon, you know, you're your own enigma. Uh, um, right. And then me giving us the, us giving us the, the, the radio, for, you know, for me giving us the radio standpoint of it and, and the show set up and, the, you know, the, the professionality from that. So we're just a four-headed monster right now. We're just chugging along. And, you know, I think uh, the on, only place, uh, to go from here is is up, and and that's that, that's that's a good sign. That's a good thing to good thing to know. Right, and and there's one thing I want to let uh, Matthias know. Uh, you know, you mentioned you're a fan of uh, the Halloween movies. Uh, I believe you said yes. that, right, Matthias? Yep. Yeah, that was that was All my right, well, favorite a, my favorite horror series growing up. Yes. Well, then you're going to want to be on with us uh, uh, in two weeks because we're going to have Sandy Johnson on. She was Mike Myers' original mom. Uh, in the first uh, Halloween movie, and she's going to be on with us right here on this show. Really? Yeah, in two weeks. So uh, well, that's going to be a fun interview. Yeah, I uh, usually don't like to uh, promote uh, that far in advance. Uh, well, Icon, has she uh, done anything else as well? Do you know? Oh yeah, she's yeah she's done a lot of stuff, and she's going to. Okay. I'm not going to spoil it now, but she's going to tell us all about that because because uh, in the original but, movie, you saw Mike Breyer's mom for like 35 seconds. So. Right. Well, you know, it's still a kind of fame, though. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. uh, we uh, uh, I'm getting the uh, cut signal, so uh, we are okay. going to end the show here. Uh, until next week, we want you to join us next week. Uh, until then, be safe, love each other, care for each other. And uh, we're going to play uh, Big Swing's probably favorite song of all time to close out the show this week and every week. Uh, we will be with you from 9 p.m. Central Standard Time to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time every Monday night on 89.1 Ken's FM. Until next week, we all bid you a farewell, good luck, and we love you all. Thank you for joining us. You think you know me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>